Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number nine of This Week in History, where we take a look back at all the exciting events and histories of uh, people celebrate deaths, births, and title changes, of great events that happen, pay-per-views, all in this uh, week. We are going to do the week of February 8th to the 18th today, and I want to thank you for joining us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, or even joining us audio-wise on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We are totally available. If you look at the bottom, we have Instagram, Twitter, and also you can email us. So there's so many ways you can get in touch with us, and you won't want to uh, be left out of this. Share your memories of your the events that we're about to talk about, but we can't do that until we bring in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. He's the guy who puts it all together. How are you, Jonesy? I am fantastic. If I look over there, that's where I see you. So how, how's the snow down there? <laughs> uh, we got uh, hit uh, pretty good last night. Uh, just before we went uh, to record, I needed to go move my car because uh, my condo unit is getting actually plowed out really nicely. So uh, did that, so I don't have to dig out at all. But uh, yeah, I guess more is to come. How's things in Niagara Falls? Not bad. I'd say we got, I don't know, nine, ten inches uh, overnight. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she wouldn't say that's that'd be somebody else. Um, uh, but we're getting a bunch more right now as a, as we speak, and uh, we're supposed to get a crap load more on Thursday, I believe. Which today is Thursday, of course. Yes. Yes, we knocked down that fourth wall before. We we're actually recording on a Tuesday afternoon for everybody to enjoy this. Yeah, that's why the lighting the lighting is better today. There we go. Because it's daytime. Yeah, we're doing it in daytime instead of uh, nighttime. I'm off on vacation uh, this week, so we're getting uh, some things done. Going to be. I also um, off on vacation. I think this is week fifty-five, maybe or something. I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, you never know at the dates. Uh, so yeah, we're going to dive into uh, the week of February twelfth, the eighteenth. Uh, you've uh, Googled and uh, clicked a lot of things to find these events, and I've done the same with uh, finding it in visual form. So when you're ready to go, we can start. All right, here we go. February 12th, uh, 37 years ago in Mexico, El Canuck, or Canuck, depending on how you pronounce it, defeated Andre the Giant 2-1 in the best of three falls match to retain the UWA World Heavyweight Championship. 36 years ago, Jimmy Hart made his WWF debut at a TV taping. Look how young he is there. He managed both Greg the Hammer Valentine and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Hart would become one of the best on-screen managers for nearly a decade in the WWF and, of course, is a member of their Hall of Fame. I've been a fan of Hart's. Yes, uh, definitely in my top five uh, managers of all time. Uh, just all the people he ended up managing and then uh, able to hitch his wagon to uh, Hogan in 93 and 
since then, they've been together ever since, uh, going from WCW back to WWE. Uh, the bars that they uh, and restaurants that they own together. But yeah, I always loved uh, the little pipsqueak Jimmy Hart. And then to find out that he also was a uh, one-hit wonder in the 60s with the Gentries with Keep On Dancing. There's yes. nothing he can't hey, do. That's right. Um, and with Jimmy Hart, especially back in his day, uh, these guys, kayfabe managed these guys as far as, you know, at the ring. The amount of matches that guys like Jimmy Hart and Heenan actually got the watch right up personal is like, you know, that's why I would love to have been a manager in wrestling just so I could stand there and watch these matches. Um, so we're having, guys, having guys like Jimmy Hart were amazing because if you were not a talker and couldn't get over uh, on the mic skills, you could just stand there and look menacing and the manager would do all the talking for you and uh, even create the heat uh, that got you uh, into matches and feuds with people. And so Jimmy was one of the best that way. And then when they went to WCW, he became basically uh, WCW's Jim Johnson uh, in comparison to WAF because Jim Johnson was making all the uh, entrance music for uh, WWE guys. And Jimmy was helping and creating most of the entrance music for WCW. So he was contributing all around. Oh, yeah. He uh, had his uh, hands in the wrestling business all over the place. So 34 years ago, Ivan Koloff and the Powers of Pain, Barbarian and Warlord, defeated Paul Ellering, substituting for Road Warrior Animal, Road Warrior Hawk, and Dusty Rhodes to win the NWA World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. 31 years ago, Brian Pillman and Z-Man defeated the fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes, to win the vacated WCW United States Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago, ECW presented Crossing the Line 99. Crossing the Line 99. Oh, that sounds so great. The show is noted for the surprise reunion of the gangsters, Mustafa Saeed and New Jack. The feel-good reunion of the gangsters was a brief one. Mustafa turned on New Jack and revealed himself to be the mysterious benefactor that bankrolled the hits on Public Enemy and New Jack to run them out of ECW. Sabu and Taz fought to a no contest in a FTW championship match. The Dudley boys, Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley, and the gangsters, Mustafa New Jack, fought to a no contest. Jim Kronos and Steve Carino fought to a no contest. Hot damn, that's a no contest hat trick. Three no contests in a row. Uh, uh, you know what? I, uh, I hope these matches were good because I'd be pissed as a fan if they weren't good um, to get that ruling for three yeah. in a row. And uh, RVD defeated Jerry Lynn to retain the ECW World Television Championship. That one had a finale, at least you could look forward to. And it was probably the main event. So at least you were paying for a whack load of no contests, including your main event. That is correct. 21 years ago in Germany, Creative Control, Gerald and Patrick defeated the Mamelukes, Big Vito and Johnny the Vol to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Gotta love the Harris Twins. 
Oh, oh yes. I, I, I got to meet them in London at an Arby's right across from the uh, Ice House, as it was called at the time. Okay. Uh, 20 years ago on Raw's War, Peter, Peter Polacco returns to the WWF after a four-year absence under his more recent gimmick name, Just Incredible. His stint in the WWF mid-90s saw him wearing bright colors and a jock strap on his head with the name Portuguese Man of War, Aldo Montea. Polacco's only success during his second run was winning the hardcore title eight times, uh, holding it, I think, only for seconds each um, reign. Uh, he was released in January of 2003. And I do believe he did return for one of the ECW uh, reunion shows. 18 years ago at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view in Nashville, Tennessee, Kid Cash defeated Sonny Siaki to win the TNA X Division, Division Championship. 15 years ago, TNA Against All Odds happened. Uh, some of the matches was the James Gang, BG James, and Kip James defeated the Latin American Exchange Homicide in Machete. Uh, Samoa Joe defeated AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels in a three-way match to retain the TNA X Division Championship. Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon defeated Team Canada, Bobby Roode and Eric Young with Coach Damore. And Kristen Cage defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And he would be, I believe, the last NWA World Heavyweight Championship uh, as far as TNA was concerned, because after, I think, Angle won it, I'm not sure, I can't remember if it was during Angle's reign or right in between Cages and Angle that they switched to uh, calling it the TNA World Heavyweight Belt. Yeah, it was uh, when uh, Angle got it from uh, Christian. That was uh, May 13th, uh, 2007 uh, that that happened. And uh, we actually talk about that uh, on uh Fancy Warfare Tournament when we were talking about the greatest uh, uh, TNA Impact uh, champions. We started from the date that it changed over and not uh, the NWA title. Yes, we did. Moving on, nine years ago, TNA presented against all odds. Samoa Joe and Magnus defeated Crimson and Matt Morgan to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. Kazarian defeated AJ Styles, Gunner defeated Garrett, Garrett Bischoff, and Bobby Roode defeated Bully Ray, James Storm, and Jeff Hardy in a four-way match to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Sting was the special enforcer. Ten years ago today at a SmackDown taping, Edge is stripped of the title by General Manager Vicky Guerrero when Edge used the banded spear in a previous match. Vicky awards the title to Dolph Ziggler, but returning general manager Theodore Long orders a title match between Ziggy and Edge. Edge would win and regains his title belt. Nine years ago, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented the new beginning from Osaka, Japan. Chaos, uh, which is Takashi Izuki, uh, Tomor Hiro Ishii and Toro Yano defeated Captain New Japan, being uh, Jusen Thunder Liger and Tama Tonga. Oh, and Captain New Japan. Okay, I'm mixed up. The next match was No Remorse Corpse. Uh, Davy Richard and Ricky Romero defeated Apollo 55, uh, Prince DeWitt and Ryusuke Takaguchi. 
uh, to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag uh, belts. Haruki Gato defeated Masato Tanaka to win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Tenzuya Nato defeats Shinzei Nakamura and Kazuchika uh, Okada uh, defeats Hiroyushi uh, Tanahashi to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, thus ending Taka Tanahashi's run at 404 days. <sighs> Thankfully, we don't have too many uh, times that we need to pronounce those names. Uh, definitely harder hey, to... If, uh, if there's anyone out there that knows the proper pronunciation of the majority of these... Please feel free to, uh, you know, give us a tutorial on how to actually say these names. Because some of them, a lot of them I've heard, um, but uh, uh, a lot of times you only hear Okada. You don't hear his first name, which is uh, until you actually hear someone else say it. It's it's hard sometimes to guess how you actually say some of these names. They're nice tongue twisters. We're going to move on now to February 13th. 24 years ago, WWF presented Thursday Raw Thursday. Uh, American audiences had to wait three days for this episode due to USA Network airing the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. However, Canadians got to see it in its regular time slot, Raw. Rocky Maivia defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. At the time, Maivia, age 26, was the youngest IC champ in WWE. WWF history. Now, is he still? Uh, no, I don't think so. There has probably been younger. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I believe this is. Oh, uh, the there you go. In the darkness. Sorry, in the darkness that I blotted out, it actually says it right there. Uh, it was surpassed by Randy Orton at age 23. Mind you, uh, it's probably been surpassed again since that. Most likely. Uh, but I was going to say, I think this is one of the first times also the Die Rocky Die signs uh, started appearing. And uh, while not necessarily the best signs to be posting, he at least was able to be creative enough and charismatic enough to uh, come back from injury and use that as his catalyst to becoming the arrogant version of The Rock instead of uh, the white meat babyface third generation superstar uh Rocky Maivia. Um and just as a side note, I know we're recording this. I said uh, Tuesday, uh, and this is uh, for consumption on Thursday. But uh, if you get a chance, uh, the Young Rock series actually debuts uh, tonight, and so it'll be available uh, wherever you're getting your on-demand stuff potentially. So. Uh, Give it a check out. It's three generations of uh, Dwayne Johnson growing up, and you're going to see uh, people uh, dr looking like Randy Savage and all the guys that uh, Rocky Johnson ended up going against. There's obviously going to be Rocky Johnson, Vince McMahon. I've seen a picture of uh, the guy playing him. Maybe not the most accurate depictions of them, but it is what it is for a half-hour comedy show. So... And uh, where's this playing? What station uh, or website or whatever the frig it's called nowadays? I believe it's City TV in uh, Canada, and okay. I'm trying to remember. It could be NBC on in the United States. If 
it's not uh, NBC. It's definitely Fox. It's one of those two. Yeah. I don't have it offhand, but uh, maybe later on uh, on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, I'll bring it up. I know that Steven's not totally interested in it, but I'll give at least a uh, view of it to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, before I carry on with everything else that can happen to uh, Thursday, Raw Thursday. Yeah, all right. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Savio Vega. Steve Austin defeated Psycho Sid via DQ. Bret Hart defeated Vader. Uh, this episode is best remembered for Shawn Michaels losing more than his WWF championship, which he had to vacate due to a knee injury. Um, Sean, if you'd like to uh, say what he lost. Well, as you can barely see in this picture, he doesn't have much of a smile in it. And yeah, smart, he, smart. <laughs> yeah, he uh, claimed he lost his smile. Uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy in that uh, fact that Shawn Michaels didn't really drop many titles uh, by uh, jobbing out. You know that he got beat up by the guys in Syracuse and gave up the Intercontinental title of Dean Douglas. Uh, so he didn't have to lose to him that way. You got uh, the fact that he didn't uh, lose the title when he got caught with, uh, I believe it was drugs, and that set up the uh, dual oh. championship with uh, Razor Ramon for the latter match. And now there's this one that he gave up because he lost a smile and had a knee injury and stuff like that. And there was talk that he didn't actually want to go against uh, Bret Hart at uh, WrestleMania 13 in the uh, rematch that they were supposed to have and basically give back Brett the title uh, in a could have been a 203 Falls series, but at least that would have been the second uh, match in that series, and that didn't happen. So then they had to go a whole different route with the uh, Royal Rumble winners, which uh, resulted in a inner house Final Four, which I think we'll get to in a little bit. But, yeah, that was a... Uh, evening that did not go well for the WF uh, Everweight Championship. Yes, and in total, Michaels has um, uh, vacated four uh, WWF uh, titles. Uh, that being the two, I think two world, one IC and one um, tag team uh, title. So, da -da -da -da, uh, the road to WrestleMania saw the company announce that Bret Hart would be inducted into their Hall of Fame 11 years ago uh, today. 14 years ago, WWE announced the American Dream Dusty Rhodes would be in uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. 13 years I ago, oh, sorry. I actually attended ago, that one. You which, which? I attended that one with uh, Dusty oh, okay. being inducted, and that also had JR and the King uh, bookending it and having Shatner there. Uh, but yeah, I got to attend that. That was at uh, Fox Theater in Detroit with our uh, friend Ed. Uh, we drove in the, uh, it wasn't the greatest of weather that uh, weekend uh, going to Detroit, but uh, we drove there, attended that show. Uh, somehow got into access without paying and drove back nice. just to hop on a bus and uh, the next day to get to uh, WrestleMania 23. So uh, whirlwind back and forth uh, across the border and all that uh, those two days. 
Nice. Hopefully, you guys had a much better hotel than other times. Oh, we didn't uh, stay at a hotel. We drove back. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 13 years ago, Mattel uh, Incorporated announces that they have acquired WWE's toy licensing rights. Uh, if you do want more on WWF's Toy Story, then tune in to Toys That Made Us on Netflix. It's a great show. They also have the movies that made us as well. Yeah, there's um, uh, just even looking at some of the stuff that uh, Mattel ended up doing, they did a lot of cross branding as well. Like, not only are the figures that I just put up uh, there, which are their normal figures, but you had almost a Barbie line uh, with the uh, women of uh, WD. As you see here, the uh, four horsewomen and. Uh, they had so many in that one. They crossbred with uh, Ghostbusters, and so they oh. put WWE uh, guys in Ghostbusters uniforms and even uh, Taker as a ghost. That and is absolutely awful. Mind you, they look, except for the Taker one, looks too freaking weird. Um, the others, like, my God, that Shawn Michaels one looks like just like him. But I hate it when they cross and do stupid cross shit like that. That's well, thing. you'll love this one then because the other one that I was going to uh, talk about is the fact that they've crossbred with He-Man in the Masters of the Universe with uh, doing characters like that. Uh, as you see, yeah, Ricky Steamboat, Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, oh. Mr. T, Jake Roberts. They've done that. Was this is the second series that I have up. Uh, they've done a uh, first series. And also, if you're not... Uh, I think the Ricky the Dragon one is hilarious. He could have fit in that. <laughs> and then, as you mentioned, you can check out Toys That Made Us, but also the Major Brothers, uh, Matt Cardona and uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins, they do the Major uh, Wrestling Figure podcast where they... Uh, end up going and buying uh, the different figures and doing package openings. So if you're into oh. uh, the action figures, uh, especially the ones currently made by Mattel and probably even the AEW ones that who are, I'm not sure who makes those ones, you can always find out uh, different information about them on that. The only one I have is a thumb wrestler, Roddy Piper. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 13 years ago, uh, Stephanie McMahon announced that she was Al Preggers for the second time. She would give birth to a girl in July 2008. Uh, 11 years ago, Ring of Honor presented their eighth anniversary show. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Necro uh, defeated the Embassy, Eric Stevens and Joey Ryan, in an unsanctioned match. Davy Richards defeated El Generico. Colt Cabana defeated Kevin Steen by DQ. And Tyler Black defeated Austin Aries in a one-hour time limit draw. Uh, three judges were there. Uh, Roderick Strong, Kenny King, and Jim Cornette uh, determined Tyler Black as the winner and the new ROH World Champion. Had Tyler lost the match, he could never, ever, ever again challenge for the title as long as Austin Aries was champion. Ten years ago today, TNA presented against all odds. Bully Ray defeated Brother Devon in a street fight. Jeff Jarrett defeated Kurt Angle. This match had a, the stipulation if Jarrett won, Angle was forced to walk Karen Angle down the aisle for Jeff and Karen's wedding. 
Had Angle, uh, Angle won, he would have gained sole custody of Cody and Kira Angle. I wonder how these storylines would actually do today. Um, <laughs> and as I have written in here, I mean, at least it's not as bad as kicking a baby across the ring, but oh man, some of these storylines. Well, WWE even had uh, Dominic uh, custody on a, in a ladder match with Ray and uh, Eddie Guerrero. TNA was known for doing a lot of uh, different stipulations like this. And uh, once again, we talked about that on uh, Fantasy Warfare, where people were able to trade in a belt just to get a title shot at a higher belt. You got... Uh, Actually, I like that. I do like, I do like the X Division belt and the fact that... And it should be that way, that if you're the IC belt holder, but why, why can't you give it up? Like cough it up anytime you want to get a match on the very next show. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And then uh, we had the stupid stipulations of if this guy interferes, then you get disqualified. But if this guy interferes, he gets disqualified. It was just so convoluted. Instead of just basic person A versus person B fight, the winner gets this. When the audience needs cliff, cliff notes uh, for a match, uh, no. Um, so 11 years ago in Philly, John Moxley defeated, uh, B-Boy to win the CZW World Heavyweight Championship. And it is a happy 59th birthday today to Nicola and Roberts, best known to wrestling fans as Baby Doll. She was born to wrestlers Nick Roberts and Lorraine Johnson in Lubbock. Texas. Uh, Roberts joined the family business at a young age selling programs for her father's events. In 1984, Roberts left medical school so she could be a ballet for her childhood crush, Gino Hernandez. Uh, she would uh, train to be a wrestler and was booked as the punk-styled Andrea the Lady Giant. She was 5 foot 10, 190 pounds. Late in 19 <laughs> Which, you know, for a lady, that is fairly tall, at least for at the time. Uh, late in 1984, Roberts left WCCW after a brief absence. She, jo she joined Jim Cornette promo uh, Promotions as the Perfect Ten Baby Doll, the manager for Telly Blanchard. Roberts would briefly manage Flair before being reassigned to NWA Central States Territory. Roberts would return to the Jim Crockett Promotions, managing Larry Zabisco during his feud with Barry Windham, and then left again. She tried to get in the WWF, but there was a conflict with her husband at the time who worked for the company, that being Sam Houston. Nicola so, retired from professional wrestling in 92 after giving birth to her second daughter. So that makes her uh, a former sister-in-law of uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. If uh, she was married to Sam Houston, I uh, wonder, wonder if uh, she'll be brought up in that uh, upcoming uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, episode that they're going to do with the Smith family. Mm. Nice. Ah, so February 14th. 33 years ago in Texas, John Tatum and Jack Victory won back the World Class Championship Wrestling Texas Tag Team Championship by drawing the high card from a deck of cards. That's right, they won with a card game. 22 years ago, WWF presented In Your House 27, St. Valens uh, Day Massacre. Gold Dust defeated Blue Dust. Bob Holly defeated Al Snow to win the vacant WWF Hardcore Championship. 
Val Venus defeated Ken Shamrock to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Billy Gunn was the special referee. Mankind and The Rock fought to a draw in the last man, in, last man standing match for the WWF Championship. And Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Vince McMahon in a steel cage match. Half the match started out on the outside where McMahon would take a nasty table spot on his spine. Once they made it inside the cage and Austin looked to have the upper hand, Paul White emerged from under the ring and threw Austin so hard on the cage that it sprung open and Austin hit the floor, winning the match. A good introduction for White, who was much happier sitting under a ring all day than another night spent in WCW. Yeah, and that's uh, unique in this uh, sense. There's not many people that are around today, thank God, in a way, that can say that they've uh, wrestled in four different decades. Uh, I know Goldust is one of them. Uh, probably if uh, The Rock ends up uh, fighting, uh, he can uh, claim that. Of course, Triple H, but in this case, Paul White, uh, Started in 99 with uh, WWF, but was in, what, 95 or whatever it was uh, when he died off of the roof of Cobo Hall in WCW yep. on his uh, debut. But 99 in February of 99 for uh, joining WWF. Then, obviously, throughout the uh, 2000s, uh, 2000s, 2010s, and tweens. And then uh, he's already wrestled this year on uh, WD TV. So that makes four decades that he's uh, wrestled in. And yeah, I'm not sure who holds the record uh, for the women's. I wouldn't be surprised if it's either Mae Young or Moolah. It's probably one of them. Uh, I know Terry Funk has wrestled in ridiculous amount of decades as well. 11 years ago. Oh, actually, did I finish that one? Yep. WCW, the white. Oh, yeah. I'm on Ring of Honor now. 17 yep. years ago, Ring of Honor presented its second anniversary show, which would crown the first ever ROH Pure Wrestling Champion. ROH Pure, Pure Tournament wrestlers were CM Punk, John Water, Doug Williams, Chris Sabin, Matt Stryker, Josh Daniels, AJ Styles, and Jimmy Rave. The final saw AJ Styles defeat CM Punk to win the ROH Pure Wrestling Championship. 11 years ago, TNA presented against all odds, featuring the eight-card stud tournament, a one-night single elimination tournament to, to determine who would face the TNA World Heavyweight Champion at lockdown in April. The quarterfinals uh, were Delangelo De Niro, Desmond Wolf, Matt Morgan, Hernandez, Mr. Anderson, Kurt Angle, Abyss, and Mick Foley. The final saw De Delangelo De Niro defeat Mr. Anderson to win the eight-card stud tournament and the TNA World Heavyweight Championship match at lockdown. The Nasty Boys, Jerry Sangs, and Brian Nobbs defeated Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon. And AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Eric Bischoff was the special referee. About 11 years ago, Combat Zone Wrestling presented a decade of destruction ZZW 10th anniversary from the old ECW arena, the new Alhambra Arena in Philadelphia. 
Stage Club, Nate Hatred and Nick Gage defeat a vulgar display of power, bring damage into range, in a fans bring the weapons match. Sammy Callahan defeated Brian Damage to win the ZZW Ironman Championship, and Drake Younger defeats Eddie Kingston in a no-ropes barbed wire match to retain the ZZW Heavyweight Championship. Ten years ago on Raw, Dwayne Rock Johnson returned to the WWE. The Rock's return was kept secret, not just from wrestlers, but from the production staff as well. The Rock was announced as the host and star of WrestleMania 37 and eventually would finally return to the ring after a long absence later that year. 35 years ago, NWA, in association with Championship Wrestling from Florida, presented NWA Battle of the Belts 2. This was the debut of the big gold belt and the end of the NWA domed globe belt circa 1973. Kendall Windham defeated Prince Ikea to return the NWA to retain the NWA Florida Heavyweight Championship. Lex Luger defeated Jesse Barr to win the NWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. Kevin Sullivan, Maha Singh, and Mark Levin and the Road Warriors, Warrior Animal and Road Warrior Hawk. And Blackjack Mulligan fought to a double countout. And Ric Flair defeated Barry Windham in a five-star match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Moving on to February 15th. 35 years ago, WWF taped the fifth edition of the Saturday Night's Main Event. Airing March 1st, the show set up the triple main event for WrestleMania 2 and featured the premiere of Hulk Hogan's Real American Video. Mr. T defeated Cowboy Bob Orton in a boxing match. Of course, course, post-match, Freddy Piper attacked Mr. T, setting up their WrestleMania 2 match. Hulk Hogan defeated the magnificent Morocco by DQ, while King Kong Bundy interfered and injured Hulk Hogan following several avalanche splashes, setting up the WrestleMania 2 steel cage match. The Dream Team, beefcake, and go ahead. No, I just said ouch. After all those oh, avalanches that Hogan took. Yes. Yes, that was a lot of avalanches. Uh, the Dream Team, Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine, defeated the British Bulldogs, David Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. The Junkyard Dog defeated Adrian Adonis in a post-show dark match. Pedro Morales defeated Bret Hart. And if you do wonder what that chiming in the background is, it is my Las Vegas clock. There is no volume uh, change on it. 32 years ago today, NWA, in association with WCW, presented Clash of the Champions 5, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Man, these promotions, they like to use the St. Uh, Valentine's as like a brutal event, uh, brutal day. Well, there is that horror movie. Uh, Lex Luger defeated the Black Mailer, a.k.a. Jack Victory. The Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams defeated the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers to retain the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. Janeiro Chiro Tenru. Oh, my God. I'm just destroying his name. Tenru. Yeah, I should be able to Tenru. I don't know why. Anyways. And the Road Warriors, Road Warrior Animal and Road Warrior Hawk. And the Varsity Club, Kelvin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, and Steve Williams fought to a double DQ. 
Really a double DQ? I should have just raced that match. <laughs> 23 years ago, uh, WWF presented in your house 20, no way out of Texas. And if you notice, um, uh, there was a point when, with the in your houses that they changed where the title of the show was when it switched from being after the in your house number um, that was in the kind of the start of when they were um, about to drop the actual in your house name and just go with the titles that they've come out for all of these. Takaminchinoku defeated Pantera to retain the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. Justin Bradshaw defeated Jeff Jarrett by DQ in a NWA North American Heavyweight Championship match. Kane defeated Vader and Steve Austin, Owen Hart, Cactus Jack, and Chainsaw Charlie defeated Triple H, Savio Vega, who was substituting for Shawn Michaels, and the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn, and Road Dog in an unsanctioned peg game match. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an event just after the Royal Rumble where Sean had accidentally uh, landed on that casket and uh, with yeah. the damage to his back, he had to be pulled out of that No Way Out uh, event. Oddly enough, Savio Vega got the nod to be on the uh, heel team with uh, basically Degeneration X instead of them finding somebody else. But, of course, Waltman hadn't left uh WD, I mean, WCW yet, and the Outlaws weren't actually official uh, members of the DX until after uh, WrestleMania. But to throw in Vega just was totally left field, it felt like. But yeah, I mean, good for him for being in a, you know, a higher ranked uh, main event, whatever you want to call it, it was. Um, Vega, much like D'Lo Brown, is one of. The, was a couple of those wrestlers at that time that were so underrated um, that would have so much rather see them do a lot more than some of the other guys they were pushing. Oh, for sure. And Vega, I think, is still working uh, in MLW right now. If uh, I remember, with his makeup and everything on, you can't even tell it's him anymore. I haven't seen him with makeup. And then he did attend... Uh, the Undertaker uh, send-off at uh, uh, Survivor Series, which was a total waste of time actually getting out there. But I think he did get interviewed for uh, different uh, programs uh, for the WWE Network. But thankfully, Sean was able to uh, heal up and do WrestleMania and drop the title to Austin later on. We can move on. We are moving on. I don't know. Sometimes I lose my cursor. 23 years ago, Louis Massilio Jr., best known to wrestling fans as Louis Spicoli, passed away in his sleep in his home in Los Angeles, California. He was just 27. He was born February 10th, 1971 in San Pedro, California. He debuted in the WWF in 1988 at age 17 under the ring name Louis Spicoli and would work squash matches. He also spent some time in Mexico, spending three years there. Spicoli spent some time on the independent circuit in the U.S., including the Interwest Wrestling Federation out of Arizona. And Smoky Mountain Wrestling, he reportedly was fired from Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling due to throwing a bottle of urine out of a bus window. That's not how you do a splash, Spicoli. Oh, in 1994, Spicoli returned to Mexico, named Madonna's boyfriend, and joined Triple A. He was 
Uh, he was a part of the Heel Los Gringos Locos stable with Eddie Guerrero, Conan, and Art Barr. Spicoli would gain an exposure in a six-man tag team match at When Worlds Collide in November 1994, the only AAA pay-per-view ever held in the United States. Uh, Lewis returned to the WWF in 1995 as grunge fan Rad Radford, the alleged boyfriend of Courtney Love. He was let go from the WWF after some demons got out. He would eventually end up in ECW. However, got fired for negotiating with both WWF and WCW incognito. He would, however, sign with WCW in late 1997. He would serve as a lackey for the NWA, specifically Scott Hall in his feud with Larry Zbysko. Sipicoli and Zbysko were set to face off at Super Brawl 8, but the belt never took place. Bacoli, who struggled with drugs, had a relapse that would never that he would never wake up from. Yeah, it's a shame uh, somebody like that uh, has that uh, happen to him. I remember uh, Louis Bacoli uh, being the jobber and then uh, becoming uh, Rad Radford. They even put him with uh, Skip of the Body Donnas and Sonny. Uh, and yeah, they were just trying to find a spot for him. I think probably his best was uh, being with ECW. It just fit his uh, newly found character of um, Rad Radford. Even if he went by Spicoli, that gimmick, I think, fit better into ECW than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I agree. 22 years ago today on Raw's War, The Rock defeated Mankind in a ladder match to win the WWF Championship. On the undercard, Shane McMahon and Kane defeated Triple H and X-Pac. With the win, Shane McMahon becomes the WWF European Champion. 17 years ago in Tokyo, Hiroshi Tenzan defeated Generico Tenru. Damn, I nailed that one. In the finals of a one-night tournament to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The title was vacated 10 days earlier due to injuries suffered by Shinsuke Nakamura. 17 years ago, WWE presented No Way Out. The world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, defeated the APA, Bradshaw, and Farouk. Hardcore Holly defeated Rhino. Chavo Guerrero defeated Rey Mysterio to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Kurt Angle defeated The Big Show and John Zena by submission in a triple threat match to earn a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 20. And Eddie Guerrero defeated Brock Lesnar to win the WWE Championship. The win made Guerrero the first Latino-born WWE Champion since Pedro Morales back in 1971. Yes, there he is with the title. 20 years ago today, WWE presented No Way Out. 2000, and I would say that is, do my math, uh, nine. Uh, Triple H defeated Edge, Vladimir Kozlov, The Big Show, Jeff Hardy, and The Undertaker in an Elimination Chamber match to win the WWE Championship. Randy Orton defeated Shane McMahon in an old holds barred match. Jack Swagger defeated Finley to retain the ECW Championship. Shawn Michaels defeated John, uh, JBL. Uh, Edge defeated John Zena, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Mike Knox, and Kane in an Elimination Chamber match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Before the match, Edge jumped Kofi Kingston and took his place. What an ass. 
Living yeah, he, years ago. he went in and lost one title and came out winning the other title and competed in two uh, elimination mm -hmm. chambers in one night. Really? I did not know that. Which one? Did the, well, yeah, that's the 2009. I might watch that one. Uh, 11 years ago, TNA announced that they would move Impact to Monday night opposite Raw, effective March 8th. Uh, getting to the skinny, it was a huge failure. The ratings actually dropped when they made the switch. It took till May until they went back to their safe time slot. And, and I mean, we could talk forever about this stuff. Uh, it's just like EEW. Uh, I'm sorry, TNA, AEW, you're, you are, they are not competition for the WWE. It's going to take years for someone like EEW to become actual competition. There is no threat AEW actually holds. If anything, WWE is glad that they're there because they need those other promotions that have TV so that they can grab guys, places for guys to go to become better, where the WWE then can, can feed on their success. At least that's what I think of all that stuff. There's there, 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 there's no Wednesday night war or anything like that in my mind. Yeah. Uh, when you're the number one company uh, such as WWE, regardless of how bad the ratings are getting uh, right now, uh, a lot of that's contributed to the fact that there's no fans uh, there. Uh, the writing isn't that great right now, uh, especially for Monday Night Raw, but you're getting good uh, action with NXT as they uh, had with their Take It over special this past Sunday. Uh, SmackDown is still a good uh, turnout. When you're going against the number three brand in your AEW and claiming victories and stuff like that, it's the middle of the week. You're going against the third brand and you're trying to call out the other company. I, it just seems really low. Uh, we discussed before uh, with Fantasy Warfare, people like Impact Wrestling who tried to be the replacement for WCW, how AEW is being the replacement for a uh, for WCW now and trying to relive that. They need to carve out their own uh, identities and just be an entity within wrestling. Uh, you look at ROH and MLW and all that. They are their own brands. They're not trying to be more than what they are and they're existing i get competitions great and hopefully there can be a competition eventually to spark WWE to maybe put out a better effort but until that's needed they're making billion dollar deals why worry just do your own thing yep and uh i mean god you look back in history a lot of the smaller promotions, territories, and all that back in the NWA, and they they did small studio shows. They did do arenas, but a lot of them weren't the big ones. Uh, but they would have these huge shows, like at Fenway and Wrigley Field and all that, and they were able to pull that off and not be a mega company, say, like what WWF had in in the 80s. The NWA was able, as a smaller company, was able to put on huge shows. Sometimes they outdid WWF as far as um, um, amount of people that attended. And so, I mean, it can be done. Moving on to February 16th. 
36 years ago in Philly, Bruno Sammartino comes out of retirement and wrestles his first match in more than three years. He teams with his son David to defeat Paul Orndorff and Bobby Heenan. 34 years ago at a WWF Superstars of Wrestling taping in New Haven, Connecticut, the Can-Am Connection, Rick Martel and Tom Zink, and Lanny Poffo defeated Adrian Adonis and the Dream Team, Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine. At the time, Adrian Adonis had been cutting the hair of his opponents in preparation for WrestleMania 3. Yeah, and at As that time, uh, you also had uh, Dino Bravo, uh, you can see in the picture, uh, being part of the Dream Team unofficially, and that came into play with uh, WrestleMania 3, when then Beefcake became, became a face, and that allowed the new Dream Team to continue on with uh, Valentine and Bravo. And this was clearly before Bravo dyed his hair blonde, because you see in the picture that he's quite brunette, uh, like he uh, would be when he competed in his home province of Quebec, and he was basically the Hulk Hogan of Quebec. Well, where the hell is Dino in that? Uh... Left-hand side, wearing the Canadian uh, jacket. Oh, okay. All right. right. Side, uh, Greg Valentine. All right. Who's the uh... – is that Dusty Rhodes in the corner there, in the right corner? No, that is Adrian Adonis. Ah, uh, Adrian. All right, God, he kind of. That's a that's a fun little game there. Name them all, which I'm sure Johnny, you do. Johnny V is with uh, Beefcake, and Howard Finkel is uh, on the other side of uh, Valentine, and then you have uh, the Can Ams and uh, Poffo plus Jimmy Hart. So Adonis uh, went for uh, the cut Mike uh, Martel's hair. Uh, this is during the match or right after the match. I can't remember. Anyways, who cares? Martel did a switcheroo and reverse positions with him. Uh, Adonis ended up cutting Beefcake's hair. As Adonis and Beefcake argued, Martel rolled up Beefcake for the win. Uh, Beefcake would get his payback a month and a half later at WrestleMania 3 when he helped Roddy Piper shave Adrian's hair. That haircut is believed to be the birth of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It's true. It is. 24 years ago, WWF presented In Your House 13 Final Four. The feature was a four-way match featuring Steve Austin and three men he illegally eliminated to win the previous month's Royal Rumble match. Bret Hart, The Undertaker, and Bader. Austin had been eliminated by Hart, but none of the referees saw his elimination, uh, thus allowing Austin to re-enter the match. It would be for the Shawn Michaels vacated title. Mark Merrow defeated Leaf Cassidy. Rocky Maivia defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley to retain the WWF IC belt. And Bret Hart defeated Steve Austin, Undertaker, and Bader in a four-corners elimination match to win the vacated uh, WWF championship. All three eliminations in the match were via over-the-top rope. 23 years ago, on WCW Monday Nitro, Rick Martel defeated Booker T to win the WCW World Television Championship. 22 years ago, at a Raw is War, The Undertaker nope, defeated... we're skipping King. that one. Or we skip? Oh, yeah, we're skipping that one. Uh, 21 years ago, on WCW Saturday Night, Hacksaw Jim Duggan becomes the last WCW World Television Champion when he finds the belt in a trash can and declares himself champion. 
The NWA Mid-Atlantic Television Championship is deactivated for a good some six weeks later in the reboot of WCW. 17 years ago on Raw, Booker T and RVD defeated Ric Flair and Batista to win the World Tag Championships. Or ship. 15 years ago today, Michael in Durham, best known to wrestling fans as Johnny Grunge, died of complications from sleep apnea in his home in Peach Street, City, Georgia. He was 39. He was born July 10th, 1966 in Sulphur, Louisiana. Durham began his wrestling career in 1987. After a one-off meeting in Austria in 91, Durham formed a tag team with Ted Petty, known as Johnny Grunge and Flyboy Rocco Rock. The two would become the public enemy. Following the death of Ted Petty, Rocco Rock, in 2002, he would team with his kayfabe brother Joey Grunge as the new public enemy. He appeared for 3PW and appeared at Hardcore Homecoming in 2005. Durham was preparing for a comeback in 2006 at the time of his death. 11 years ago, WWE presented the 193rd and final episode of ECW on Sci-Fi. The ECW final uh, finale uh, featured the first introductions of the eight NXT rookies and their WWE pro coaches. The main event for that was Ezekiel Jackson defeating Christian in an Extreme Rules match to become the last ECW champion. Moving on to February 17th. 25 years ago, Lex Luger defeated Johnny B. Bad for the WCW World Television Championship. Luger would hot potato the title right, right back to Johnny the following night. 25 years ago, ECW presented Cyberslam 96. The event half wrestling show, half internet wrestling fan convention is noted for the debut of Brian Pillman just a week after his Bookerman uh, quick match in WCW versus Kelvin Sullivan. Bubba Ray Dudley defeated Mr. Hughes in just 36 seconds. Francine in the Pitbulls, Pitbull 1 and 2, defeated Stevie Richards and the Eliminators, John Kronos and Perry Saturn, in a triple dog collar match. Two Cold Scorpio and Sabu fought to a 30-minute time limit a draw for the ECW World Television Championship, and Raven defeated Sandman to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. 24 years ago on Raw, Psycho Sid defeated Bret Hart to win the WWF Championship. The win comes just the day after Hart won the title in a final four-way match at the aptly renamed, sorry, the aptly named In Your House Final Four. Just moments after Sid wins the WWF title, it's announced that The Undertaker, not Bret, will challenge Sid for the title at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, don't keep giving uh, Bret the title for one day only to give it to Sid. I get the kind of setup, but then why didn't they just do Austin versus uh, uh, Hart for the championship anyways and still have uh, Sid against Undertaker without the title? But I guess it made sense doing it the way they did. And poor Undertaker that night, uh, if rumors are true about what happened with Sid. Uh, prior oh, to... Oh, was that, was that when he uh, took a shit in his pants? That's right. And yeah, did he shit? That... Yeah, he shit during the match, that's right. Yeah, at WrestleMania. Of all you know, I, I, can, 
I can see it happening now, you know, you'd have to know the details. Was it a big turd? Was it a whole bunch of turds? Was it just a little, you know, I can, I can see, especially when you're being physical and that eventually through your career, you know, you might pinch a little bit. Anything's possible. All righty. And 24 years ago on Nitro, Prince Ikea uh, defeated Lord Steven Regal to win the WCW World Television Championship. 23 years ago at a Raw's War taping in Waco, Texas, the Headbangers Mosh and Thrasher defeated the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Uh, this was the first time that the title changed hands on WWF programming. 19 years ago, WWF presented No Way Out. This one featured the return of the NWO. Nash and Hall last uh, was seen in the WWF at the Curtain Call in May 96 and Hogan on the house show circuit in August of 93. The NWO made an immediate impact, interfering in the show's main event and costing Stone Cold Steve Austin the WWF championship. Rob Van Dam defeated Goldust. Taz and Spike Dudley defeated Booker T and Tess to retain the WWF tag belts. William Regal defeated Edge in a brass knuckles on a pole match to retain the WWF IC belt. The Rock defeated The Undertaker. Kurt Angle defeated Triple H with Stephanie McMahon was the guest referee. And Chris Jericho defeated Steve Austin to retain the undisputed WWF championship. Yeah, I know uh, during that show, uh, The Rock had a, uh encounter with the three NWO uh, members in a uh, skit backstage, and he was making fun of Diesel going, <laughs> and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's weird that they also cost Steve Austin the title, and that ended up uh, resulting in Austin versus Hall for WrestleMania, and we never did get the Austin-Hogan uh, matchup. Not that I think that Austin Hogan would have uh, generated the same response that uh, was given for Rock and Hogan at uh, WrestleMania 18. They could have probably saved that maybe for a SummerSlam, I guess, but that match never happened. I can only imagine what would have uh, happened if it had been Austin uh, Hogan at WrestleMania 18. That iconic moment obviously would not have happened. Would the fans have turned on Steve Austin like they did The Rock? Questions we'll never know, but I guess it's good that it happened the way it did for uh, Rock and Hogan. Just, unfortunately, Austin got Scott Hall. <laughs> well, fortunately, I had a time machine for a little bit, and I actually got to travel uh, back in time and uh, to the universe where Steve Austin and uh, Hogan actually had a match, and it, it wasn't good. Uh, I mean, The Rock was still very physically able to help carry Hogan where who is going to carry Hogan, Steve Austin, Steve Austin had enough trouble because of his uh, wrestling ability was decreasing. Uh, definitely both of them would have been great uh, to see that. However, I don't think it would have had the same energy. Yeah. In their primes, but yeah, wrong place in time. So, 14 years ago, Michael Leo Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Awesome, was found dead at his home in Tampa, Florida. He was 42. 
He was born January 24, 1965 in Tampa. Alfonso competed for Florida Championship Wrestling, the United States Wrestling Association, and World Championship Wrestling before making a name for himself in Japan. In September 1990, Alfonso joined Japanese-based Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling as the Gladiator. In 94, Alfonso captured his first championship, the FMW Brass Knuckles Tag Team Championship with Team Canada stable member Big Titan during a match between Alfonso and J.T. Smith at the event. Uh, he would defeat Hayabusi in September 95 as the gladiator for the FMW Brass Knuckles Heavyweight Championship. He was forced to vacate it following February due to injury. He would win the title back in May of 96, unifying it with the FMW Independent Heavyweight Championship. He would also team with Haizakatsu Oya and Mr. Janekosuke to win the vacant FMW World Street Fight Six-Man Tag Team Championship, making him a triple crown champion until he was defeated for all three titles by Masato Tanaka. Uh, the feud with uh, Tanaka would spill over stateside to ECW when Awesome regularly began appearing for the promotion during the year. Upon his return to ECW in September 99, Awesome defeated Taz and longtime rival uh, Masato Tanaka in a three-way dance for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. He would hold it for most of the next seven months and was briefly a double champion when he won the tag titles with Raven in early 2000. Awesome would shock many when he jumped to WCW Nitro while he was still uh, ECW champion. Awesome would lose the ECW belt, of course, to the WWF borrowed Taz. Uh, he had a stint in WCW as that 70s guy and some other silly crap, which ruined a lot of his legacy. On June 25th, 2001, Alfonso debuted for the WWF and became the first WCW Invasion title winner. He won the WWF Hardcore Championship with a lead pipe and powerbombed Rhino on a ladder. He would soon leave the WWF after being put into a B-show rotation. He would reappear in the WWF for the ECW reunion show One Night Stand in June 2005, which was the best match on that card. He would soon retire from wrestling and become a real estate agent. He would unfortunately take his own life on February 17th, 2007. Yeah, it's amazing what depression can uh, end up doing for you. Uh, really long career, uh, definitely uh, over in Japan, uh, very successful. Uh, he'll always be remembered for that whole debacle with that ECW uh, title because of him leaving and the relationship that ECW and uh, WWF had at the time, and mm -hmm. how they routed it around to getting uh, the belt to Tommy. But I went from a ECW to a WCW guy when he switched brands to dropping it to a WWF guy who dropped it to an ECW guy. And I think he even, uh, uh, Taz even uh, faced Triple H or something in that uh, time uh, frame between him getting it from Awesome and dropping yes. it to Dreamer. I do believe so, yeah. And so it was an ECW versus WWE uh, champion uh, at that time, or WWF champion. Um, yeah, Tanaka and him at uh, One Night Stand, amazing. And, yeah, it's the unfortunate part of having that 70s guy in the fat chick thriller as uh, part of his uh, WCW legacy. Thank you, Vince Russo. 
And and the funny thing with him, and I don't think I have it here, he wasn't a short guy. He was like 6'2", six 6'3", six but when he went to WCW, he went from being this giant, huge guy in ECW to going over to WCW, and it seemed he actually shrunk because everyone was taller than him, it seemed, Uh because you had a lot bigger guys, taller guys over there. So he, he instantly lost like basically his credibility. Um, the only way I think he would have worked over there is if he would have ran with the guys in the U S you know, title TV titles and stuff like that and slowly build them up. Yep. Anyways, what do I know? 13 years ago, WWE presented No Way Out. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Batista, the great Cali, Finley, uh, MV, Big Daddy V, and an election. I think we lost uh, Jonesy for a moment. I don't know where he is. Undertaker defeated Batista, Great Kali, Finley, MVP, and uh, Big uh, Daddy V in an Elimination Chamber match to earn a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania 24. Uh, Ric Flair defeated Mr. Kennedy. Flair had lost, uh, or if Flair had lost, he would have been forced into retirement. Uh, that was during his uh, tour at that time of saying, if I my next loss, I'll uh, retire. And Shawn Michaels... Triple H defeated Shawn Michaels, JBL, Umaga, Chris Jericho, Jeff Hardy in an Elimination Chamber match to earn a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 24 as well. And it looks like Jonesy is back. Oh, I dropped out. Soon I'm going to get, I don't. I can't remember what the hell it's called, but I'm getting a thing so that, because uh, right now, for some reason, the internet drops out once in a while because... There's a problem still with our hydro. They actually fixed uh, the rotted lines uh, going to this house that we're in. Uh, so if we drop out, then uh, it's good that Sean has the uh, information as well. So we did that one. We're moving on to eight years ago. WWE presented Elimination Chamber. Jack Swagger defeated Randy Orton. Daniel Bryan, uh, Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, and Kane in an Elimination Chamber match to earn a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania 29. And The Rock defeated CM Punk to retain the WWE Championship. And finally, on the last day of this week, February 18th, 36 years ago, WWF presented the War to Settle the Score from Madison Square Garden in New York City. The event would be the most watched show on MTV at the time. It would serve as a prelude to WrestleMania. MTV only aired the main event, Hulk Hogan versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper for the WWF Championship. 32 years ago, famed women's wrestler Mildred Bliss, better known as Mildred Burke, died of a stroke in Northridge, California. She was 73. Uh, 28 years ago today, Kerry Atkinson, best known to wrestling fans as Kerry Von Erich, shot himself to death in Denton, Texas. He was 33. He was born February 3rd, 1960 in Niagara Falls, New York. Kerry made his professional debut for his father's Fritz's 
uh, Big Time Wrestling, a.k.a. NWA Texas. The modern day warrior went to World Class, Res uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. In June 86, Kerry was involved in a motorcycle accident. He would suffer a dislocated hip and doctors were eventually forced to amputate his right foot. According to his brother, Kevin, this was due to Kerry walking on it right after surgery. Kerry would wrestle with a prosthetic in his right leg for the remainder of his life, something that many wrestling fans uh, did not know about. Uh, due to years of drug abuse and countless felony uh, drug charges, including prescription forgery, he was sentenced to 10 years probation and fined $6,000. Then Kerry was arrested on cocaine possession charges. Thus, Kerry was looking at a long jail sentence. On the morning of his arraignment, Kerry drove to the family ranch, took a 44 caliber magnum to his heart, and pulled the trigger. The Texas Tornado wrestled in his father's promotion, WCCW, WWF, where he became the IC champ, four-time WCWA champ. In total, Kerry held over 40, 40 championships and various promotions. In 2009, the Von Erich family would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. 26 years ago. Yes, that's a, that's a bummer the way it... Um, went down for that whole family. Uh, I don't know if that movie is ever going to be made about them. I'm, I, I don't know if um, that uh, new show there is going to tackle that whole thing, like the whole family. Like that's a whole season right there on each one of them. Yeah, I think uh, Dark Side of the Ring is going to do a uh, thing on them. Uh, Carrie's daughter, Lacey, had uh, worked for uh, – TNA at one point, and she didn't last long, unfortunately, in the business. I think she also had a child, so she chose motherhood over uh, the ring. And I believe uh, the lone uh, brother, I believe it might be Mike Von Erich, uh, he was the one who accepted their induction, and his sons are uh, wrestling, I believe, in MLW right now. Nice. 26 years ago, Eddie Gilbert died of a heart attack in his apartment in Ilsa, or Isla, Verd, uh, oh God, <laughs> in, in Rico, Mexico, or whatever. Fuck, I can't say that word. Um, he was just 33. Uh, born Thomas Edward Gilbert Jr. on August 14, 1961 in Lexington, Tennessee, Gilbert began his career in 1979 as Tommy Gilbert Jr. in honor of his father. He would book matches while he was still in school and had a brief run in WWF in the early 80s before a car accident would put a halt to his push. He would return to the company before leaving in 84. He would wrestle for Mid-South in CWA Wrestling as Eddie Gilbert. Gilbert would team with Tommy Rich as Fargo's Fabulous Ones and would win the AWA South Tag Team Championship. He would have great success in Universal Wrestling Federation in 1986 as Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. He formed Hot Stuff International Inc., which included a young Sting, Rick Steiner, Ultimate Warrior, Dick Murdoch, and Missy Hyatt, all before they were big names. Gilbert would be married to Missy Hyatt and Medusa at separate times, of course. Gilbert won Best Booker uh, for Wrestling Observer Newsletter in 1988. 
He would also work for many other companies, including WCW and the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance, a precursor to ECW. His final wrestling and booking days came in 1995 for Puerto Rico's World Wrestling Council. Gilbert is credited with pioneering the wrestling shoot video when he sat down with Bob Burnett after leaving ECW in 1993 in a video called Looking for Mr. Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert died of a heart attack in his apartment on February 18th, 1995. Yeah, they all end sad. Yep. <clears throat> 25 years ago, Johnny B. Bad defeated Lex Luger to win the WCW World Television Championship one, just one night after Bad lost the title to Luger. 25 years ago, WWF presented In Your House 6, Rage in the Cage. Uh, Razor Ramon defeated the 1-2-3 Kid in a crybaby match. With the loss, the 1-2-3 Kid was forced to don a baby's outfit. It was awful, awful to watch. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated Duke the Dumpster Drossy, and Bret Hart defeated Diesel in a steel cage match to retain the WWF Championship with the help of Undertaker, who dragged Diesel into hell as he popped from under the ring. And the facial expressions are just great. 20 years ago today, WCW presented Super Brawl Revenge. This would be the second to last pay-per-view for WCW and not be commercially available till years later on the WWE Network. Scott Steiner defeated Kevin Nash to one in the best of three falls for the main event uh, to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. As a result of the loss, Nash had to retire, making this technically Kevin Nash's final WCW appearance. Not that he missed anything. No, he didn't miss nothing. He's probably happy with that. 14 years ago, WWE presented No Way Out. Chavo Guerrero defeated Gregory Helms, Dabari, Fanaki, uh, Jamie Noble, Jimmy Wang Yang, Scotty Tuhani, and Shannon Moore in a cruiserweight open to win the, WC, the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Finley and Little Bastard defeated the Boogeyman and Little Boogeyman. So was the Little Bastard then Hornswoggle? Yeah, he was Hornswoggle before they gave him an actual name. They oh, just wow. called him the Bastard, or Little Bastard. Mr. Kennedy defeated Bobby Lashley by DQ in a ECW World Heavyweight Championship match. And John Zena and Shawn Michaels defeated Batista and The Undertaker. Ten years ago, WWE aired the 600th episode of SmackDown. Uh, it saw Edge defeat Dolph Ziggler to win the World Heavyweight Championship. The title was vacated when Edge used the banned spear the previous week in a match. Returning general manager Teddy Long restored the move and ordered Ziggler to defend the title just minutes after he had been awarded the belt. Seven years ago, Nelson Fraser Jr., best known to wrestling fans as Mabel, Viscera, and Big Daddy V, died of a heart attack. He was just 43. Uh, Fraser was cremated with his ashes sent in pendants for his loved ones. 500 were sent in all. Oh, a lot of ashes. So yeah, but that's kind of, that's kind of neat. Uh, it's a happy 64th birthday to Wheel of Fortune's Vanna White. Of course, she ran the backstage bracket board at WrestleMania four and was the guest timekeeper. Uh, classy Freddie Blassie would have turned 103 today, and George the Animal Steel passed away four years ago. 
And that is the end of this week in wrestling. And of course, the majority of our history material comes from Google, including Wikipedia. Great thanks to CadesideSeats.com um, and the fine folks everywhere that did documentation and the cast of wrestlers from years long ago. Yeah, another uh, episode deep with uh, different deaths, uh, births, uh, events, a lot of uh, them being the Elimination Chamber uh, matches and No Way Outs. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see more of that and some Super Brawls coming up from WCW in the upcoming weeks. And, uh, yeah, a lot of things on the road to WrestleMania in the case of uh, WWE, WWF, uh, and how they get there the different uh, stops along the way. Uh, so I want to thank you for being a part of this, whether you're listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from, whether you're watching us right now on YouTube or Facebook. Thank you. Please leave a comment, like, subscribe, share. Let's build this up. And uh, if you have any thoughts, any memories you want to share of uh, events and times that you were at, just like we do uh, when we're uh, running down the uh events that come up please feel free to share we'll uh, add your comments along the way so anything else you want to mention before we get out of here chris uh no i'm not looking forward to uh um doing all the wrestlemanias but um uh we'll get there when we get there yeah well we made it through 33 uh, years of uh, uh royal rumbles uh, with this one uh, a couple of weeks ago being the 34th annual one. And, you know, it's only a couple more uh, Royal, uh, WrestleManias uh, to add because this is coming up on 37. So 36, it's doable. It's only three more. Uh, but, yeah, be sure to tune in to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast uh, later on at 8 o'clock on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So until next time, have a great one.